0: grant county is full of amazing stories and the purpose of this podcast is to collect those stories from the people that live them where we landed is a podcast that recognizes our whole story told by the individuals that live and love this small indiana county everybody welcome back uh, to where we landed we're so excited to have you back and listening Um, we've got a cool program today so I'm just going to get right into it Um, I'm Iris Brunner with family services and we are joined by Scott Miller with Bowman Construction hello and Kylie Jackson with the Marion Grant County Chamber of Commerce hey everybody and we are excited for today's program um but as we've been doing in our uh our current trivia we've been doing. I'm in turn of Kylie and she's gonna ask some questions and I'm gonna
1: beat Scott. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> game yeah. on! So, so, uh,
2: and Tim, you're in this game too. So you get a chance. So, yep, br- so right now the guests are zero. So you can't do any worse than the previous
1: guest. <laughs> 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 All so, right, let's go. So, so the current standings, uh, Iris, Two. got our uh, our two answers last week mm-hmm. so she is uh currently leading got a little bit of a lead um and don't scott's think don't hear about it yeah, <laughs> yeah. scott's yeah. mic must not have been working right or something. exactly mm-hmm. yeah all right so i'll ask three questions first person to answer gets the point <clears throat> <laughs> <laughs> what is the indiana state flower Who? magnolia Oh, Tim got time? it. Peony. It? Oh, peony. Okay. Very Nicely nice. done. Guests are on the board. On the board. Okay. <clears throat> I put this one in here just for you, Tim. Sure. So Uh-oh. don't let me down.
0: <laughs>
1: a tree native to Indiana is the one Columbus smelled and which told him land was near. Persimmon? No. Is Close. it? Cottonwood? No. <laughs> oh,
0: no. <laughs> I'm just thinking of a tree?
1: Yeah, I'm just cotton. <laughs>
2: i don't know how cotton it smells like
3: but okay
0: hold on what's one that smells i well, just want to have I, to be in the south too. i just want to keep saying magnolia <laughs> even though i don't think it's right you can keep saying tulip
2: so.
1: yeah. <laughs> sycamore <laughs> yeah.
2: maple oak uh, i'm really just gonna
1: it, it, it. Uh, sassafras sassafras oh, oh,
3: okay goodness. i barely missed it yeah, yeah. i know <laughs> i was i i didn't want to so give close. you a clue
1: but you were close yeah. ready? okay ready last question Reflector inventor David Ross donated what building to what university? David Ross. Did he donate to it to Notre Dame? The Ross
0: Building in at Purdue University.
1: You're very close. <laughs> Is it um, okay? Wait. <laughs>
0: Reflector inventor
1: David Ross. Ross Aid Stadium oh, at Purdue man. University. I should get like the half a point. Yeah. Yeah, I
0: should true. get like half a point.
1: <laughs> okay, I'm not sure we're dealing in half a <laughs> point, but no, you really. get the moral victory Woo! there. Yeah. I was like, I'm. S- well yeah.
2: done, though, Tim. You got a yeah. point on the board for the guests.
1: Um, representing. Nice. All right, let's jump into today's interview. Our guest today um, is a friend of mine, yep. Tim Andrews. Um, Tim is a Marion native. Um, I've known him for a while, um, I used to work at a few golf courses in Marion, and Tim was a member of those golf courses, so I carried his golf clubs around and washed <laughs> them for him. She was and the bag lady. <laughs> I, was the ba- I was the bag lady. Bag lady, <laughs> bag,
0: lady. bag lady, spice girl,
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and so I got to know him a little bit that way, but then over the last couple of years got to know him a lot better. He has been teaching me uh, woodworking. He's the woodworking sensei. Uh, <laughs> I can't remember if we talked about Tim on the previous episode, but Kayla Johnson and I have been taking lessons uh, from Tim throughout the pandemic. Yeah. We've made some cool stuff. It was a lot of fun. It is a lot of fun. Don't try and get rid of us. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's been like, good. <laughs> <laughs> it, it was okay. <laughs> it sounds like a, was that like a preamble to
0: like a retirement? <laughs> I got <I> to retire.
1: <laughs> yeah. So uh, excited to have Tim here, learn more about um, him, his background, um, and what he does here in Grant County. So we'll turn it over to Tim. First question we always ask is um, just tell us a little bit about you and how how you got to now
3: okay well i'm a native marion i was raised in marion and i actually was raised in the downtown area Uh, i was uh, my first home was at right behind the community foundation on whites avenue Mm -hmm. so anyway i went to a variety of grade schools uh, horseman which is no longer around and i went to martin boots and then this is for the people that are old like me. <laughs> then I went to the uh, Jones Junior High, which was the original Marion High School. Mm-hmm. And then I uh, went to the current Marion High School. And I think I was the first graduating class from there. And it was huge. And there were 762 people in my graduating class. So from there, I uh, set out a year, made some money, and went to junior college in Florida. And from there, I uh, came back for a while, did some more work. Then I enrolled at IU.
0: Good choice. And, th- <laughs> <thanks>. <laughs>
3: and uh, from I graduated from IU in 78 with a uh, Bachelor of Science in Public Administration. And then I moved around a little bit back in the early 80s. There was no jobs around here. So I moved to Dallas and I moved to North Carolina. And then I put in some interviews here locally and got a job in Fort Wayne, which I stayed with for 30 some years and just traveled around and made a living and um, really stayed close to Marion and glad I did.
1: Um, what was that job that you were at for 37 years? What did you do for that?
3: I was well, I a variety, but the main focus of my job was I was a territory manager we're a large manufacturing firm. Uh, we dealt with large infrastructure jobs, tunneling projects, uh, uh, subdivision, laying all the infrastructure down for subdivisions, and we sold products for sealing those systems. Great. So I dealt with a lot of engineers and stuff like that.
2: What's the most important lesson that you learned during your career? So if you were to say, you know, thinking back, 30 I mean, 37 years is impressive, uh, to be at one place for that long. And so um, you don't hear about that today from too many people. Most people have six, seven different careers uh, throughout their life. But what was the most important lesson you think you learned during your career?
3: I think the, mo- the most important lesson I learned at work and over oh overall is not to waste time, is to make, you know, you only have a lim- very limited amount of time, either in your work life or your play life and make every minute count.
2: Yeah, that's tremendous. Did, were there things that got you to that point? So did you find yourself wasting some time at certain, certain times and you're like, man, what a waste of time and I'm not gonna do that again.
3: Well, I didn't know if we were gonna go there or <laughs> if I wanted to go there or not. <laughs> but uh, I'm a child of the 60s. Yeah. Okay. So that met, led me down a road of some darkness there for a while. And that was just a total waste of time, and I mean, there's no positive end in sight. So I think that was the the main lesson I learned: is quit messing around, man. I
2: yeah, busy. I'm a product of the '60s, <laughs> <laughs> so I was born in the '60s, in the late '60s. So I uh, I'm thankful for the '60s; it it, uh, it brought me here. Um, so what part of town do you live in now? I and,
3: live uh, on the north side, okay. by the park.
2: Very good. When when we asked you to be a part of this, were there any questions that you thought, man, I wonder if they'll ask me this today? <laughs> and if so, what would your answer have been <laughs> to that question?
1: Yes. So, what was the question, question, and what is your answer? <laughs> so uh, so to to be clear, we're not doing any work. We're making yeah, him think right, of the exactly. questions and the answers. <laughs> Please do your own interview. Thank you. <laughs> uh,
3: Nothing really. I was uh, I was actually more frightened than anything because, <laughs> I mean, I just, honestly, I do not like doing these things. I don't like talking about myself. Yeah. But, uh, so I didn't really have any preconceived questions. Yeah.
0: Well, thank you for being here. Thank you for <laughs> stepping outside of your comfort zone and being here. We're very appreciative of that. I'd do anything for Kylie. <laughs> oh, oh, oh.
3: That's
2: awesome. So, so you mentioned woodworking yep. and, and you've been... Uh, maybe doing a little bit of teaching of uh some some people here in town Yep. how, how did you get into woodworking and uh and then how, how did you get to where you're at today from a woodworking perspective you have your own shop
3: yes i uh well i've always loved to be creative i've built things my whole whole life but uh i guess i started i bought this house and i started redoing it and I thought okay, and then it, just doing a lot of carpentry around the house led to a lot of uh, buying tools and stuff like that. But then uh, I wouldn't call myself a woodworker; I'd call myself a furniture builder.
1: Oh. Fair and enough.
2: Any yeah, yeah. like rocking chairs, um,
3: chairs, uh, dressers, tables. Uh, I don't know. The list goes.
2: Do, do you do this good. for hire? So if somebody if somebody's listening to this podcast mm-hmm. and they say, "Hey," I need that. Should they be reaching out or would you say nope? I'm not uh, I'm not doing anything for you know I'd th-
3: say no. <laughs> 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 the reason I mean the there's pressure. so much time and effort that goes into it. Yeah. And I always tell everybody that asks me that, no, I don't like making fifty cents an hour. Right. So
1: Well, and the yeah. cool thing about what Tim does, and I don't think he would toot his own horn on this, but he builds really cool things and then gives them as gifts to people he thinks are doing good things in our community. So that was one of the first um, I mean it might have been right after we started you know sharing meals and things like that. You gave me uh, a table and it was it was really touching. It was just like uh, uh, you said it was an appreciation for the hard work I do in the community. You thought I should be recognized and you wanted to, to give me that. And I know you've done that for for other people as well and so I kind of like that you don't you don't sell your things. You just Give them to people you think. Yeah, I mean, that's,
3: and I, I really enjoy doing that, showing appreciation because it's one thing to say, oh yeah, you're doing a great job, but to take the time and effort to reach out to somebody and make something for them in particular that, you know, you think that they would really, that fits their needs and their style. That's, uh, that's what I really like doing. Yeah. And I like to bring kids into my shop.
1: That's, awesome. that's how Kaylin I got there. Yeah. So yeah, it, was yeah like, it was like, it was like, it was like those yeah, guys kid guys exchange programs. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> he would, he would actually, he's quiet because he actually agrees. Yeah, right.
0: <laughs> well, so it's more of a concept of like, hey, that's really cool. Um, I'd like to learn that. And you were just like, hey, I'll show you.
3: That's, that's how I yeah. connected up with Kylie yeah. after she was the bag lady. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> um, you grew up here. Did you how did your parents get here to town? So what brought them to town or were they did they grow up here as they well? They grew up here as well. And so what brought your grant you know how <laughs> do you know like did what you know was, what well, was the first entree well, into Grant County for your family?
3: Well, my uh I did the ancestry thing so um my grandfather uh on my father's side was uh born in Decatur. They were farmers and I think they came here like many people did. For the gas boom.
0: Mm, Okay.
3: And that's how the, uh, my maternal family ended up in gas city uh, with Owens, Illinois and all that, uh, all the industry that was uh, related to the gas. Yeah. So that's how they ended up here.
2: So what years do you think, uh, like when I think of the gas boom, I'm thinking like 1880s, 1890s, you know, when, gas city was was kind of booming at that point in time would that have been around the time it would have been even in the early 1900s that year
3: well the my grandfather my grandmother's father came around
2: 1880
3: yeah okay and then the other the maternal part of my maternal my i guess that actually is the roushes and they actually uh, were awarded land after some the eighth war of 1812 or whatever that's how they ended up here
2: wow. that's amazing so that's been over 200 years ago then that you've got family here. yeah
3: you know one of the thing i'm um, not to stray but one of the most interesting things about the ancestry thing when you look back is how how much these people traveled yeah and how they got and when there was nothing and how they made it from place to place and what a commitment and uh, to their self and to their family to have a better way of life.
2: Yeah, it's amazing. What, you know, so you spent your career in industry, um, but you're a Grant County native. And so what's the one thing, maybe not one thing, but what would you want to be remembered for? So, you know, as we're all starting to think about, you know, what what do you want to be thought of, you know, a, a, as time goes on, what what's something that you'd say, this is something I'd love to be remembered for.
3: I wanted to be remembered as somebody that actually uh, made a difference in, to somebody else and into the for the community as well. Yep, I mean, which,
2: which speaks to what you've done with uh, with passing on these complimentary pieces of furniture and and for sharing that that gift that you've got. So,
3: yeah, I mean. After it's all said and done, I mean, what's really important is your relationships that you have with people and the relationships that you have made over the course of your life.
2: Yeah. You'd mentioned that you were on the road a lot with your work and with your job. Was there any particular place that you traveled to? Was it all in-state or were you traveling all over the United States? All over the United States. So any place that you'd say, man, that was one of my favorite places to be during that time when you were on the road?
3: <laughs> uh, really nice hotel. Um, <laughs>
0: uh,
3: I don't know. I, re- I don't know. I love home.
2: Yeah. yeah. So coming back was always the best thing. Yeah.
0: Well, I was gonna say, yeah, that was kind of what I was curious about. So obviously the podcast is where we landed. Um, and we mean that in a positive way of like, we chose our destination and this was our, this was our spot where we stopped. Um there's a reason why you chose to stay here, right? Like you left for a little bit, educated, and then chose to like make life here, especially if you were traveling a lot for work. Um, can you share with us a little bit about why this feels like the right place? Well,
3: it feels right. I mean, home is home, right? Yeah. But I am so encouraged by Marion. Uh, since I retired and got involved in the community, I'm just, I. I mean, I was, back when i was first raised here i mean it was a blue collar town and had things going on but since then i mean it's went downhill a little bit but i'm so encouraged by the people that are making a commitment to make our community better that and that that warms me and i want to be a part of that and the and in particular the young people like kylie and kayla and these people that have actually made a commitment to make Marion a better place, I just, I just want to be a part of that.
2: Yeah. Um, tell us about your family. So, uh, kids? No, no kids. kids. So two, these two stepdaughters. Yeah. So some of these young people can almost, you know, become a part of your family. You know, as far as far as you're uh, you're giving back to the community.
3: Yeah. Hey, that cost me grandpa.
2: Which, yeah. <laughs> which is very insulting. <laughs> So what are some of the things that you really like about the community right now and some of the things that are happening here
3: <clears throat> well I think that the needs are being addressed by a variety of people I mean when I was young and grown I mean there were there was poverty mm-hmm. but it's not like the I mean the poverty now I mean it's deep and I'm really I really am committed to helping the people that are doing something about poverty in our community. That's where my heart is, mm-hmm. uh, making is trying to assist these people and make, help them with, uh, their goals.
0: Is there a group that you're working with specifically that you'd like to share with us about?
3: Uh, well, I think circles is a yeah. really a very important, uh, organization. I mean, they have a small impact. They don't, have a. They have
1: a large impact for a small number.
3: Right, exactly. Right, right. and mm-hmm. their uh, and their commitment and their goals and the way they go about it is. Uh, it's
1: very genuine
0: commanding. and it's real. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um.
2: So, as you talked about the nonprofit world and some of the things that are going on, is there a way, from your perspective, for us to make a dent in this poverty situation? So. So, you know, Grant County as a county has some challenges in front of it. And, and if you were to wave the magic wand, is there anything that you'd say, man, this is what I'd recommend us doing as a community to, to help solve some of these?
3: I don't, I don't know. That is such a massive big thing. I mean, I try not to think about it because I mean, the problem is so huge. I mean, so I just try to make a difference one person at a time. Yeah. I mean, because if you, it's just too big to think about.
2: Yeah, yeah. You know, they they talk about that starfish initiative. Um, you know, there was a guy walking on the beach and and saw starfishes all over the beach and and he started throwing them back in. And somebody thought he said, you know, well, hey, you're kind of wasting your time here. Look at all of them. And he said, yeah, but I made a difference in that one person or that one starfish. Yeah, yeah, that the life of that starfish. And I, I think that's exactly what you're doing by making a difference in one person's life at a time. So that's good. How, how do you spend your free time? What do you do for fun? Um, what's, what are your favorite things to do here in Grant County?
3: Well, I, um, well, of course, woodworking, but I go and spur benches on there. I mean, I'll put two or three, four hard weeks in, but I play golf. Yeah. That's my out as far as R&R.
2: Yeah. Do it. And a lot of cool courses here in town is there yeah. one that you'd say hey this is my my favorite course in grant county and i know we're probably putting you at risk because the, the other courses may mm-hmm. not let you back on them, but <laughs> yeah. but, what, but what's been your what's been your favorite course to play over time here in grant county
3: well i joined the machine for the first time this year
2: did you okay. yeah
3: yeah awesome yeah uh, before that i was at the elks for 30 some years yeah uh, but I, I like them all yeah okay each of them has their own characteristics. walnut creek is distinct and yeah, they're all different.
2: And Mishinga I think, is one of the oldest courses in the state. Is that correct? Is it the oldest course in I the state? I honestly do not know. Uh, that's what I had heard, that it was one of the oldest courses. I think courses.
3: the original nine's like 1927 or something.
2: Okay. Um, yeah, it's phenomenal golf course. She, she, She'd probably tell should, us all the answers.
1: Yeah. She <laughs> yeah, Don't you? Well, I think, um, I don't want to speak out of turn, but I think the original Mishinga is like around the hospital area yeah. right oh was, yeah or was, was that shady hills i, I don't no. remember that was, was the it?
3: original golf
1: course. my that dad was, used to rabbit hunt yeah there. that was mashinga
0: <laughs> right? it is over 100 years old and then it moved out into its new yeah, location so, uh,
1: so probably not the oldest course in that one spot but i don't know the history well enough to yeah. to speak on it
0: but i don't i don't remember it
1: anymore tim plays a lot of uh cool courses um
0: so
2: what's been your favorite course worldwide that you've played
1: uh, Tory Pines.
2: Oh wow! Yeah, now wow. you're making me jealous. <laughs> yeah, that had to be fantastic. Um, and so, are you uh, playing every day type of guy in the summer, or is it? Uh, play- ask,
1: ask his wife.
2: Yeah. <laughs> um, two or three times. Two to three times a, a week.
1: Da- a day. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <Ow>. Easy. <laughs>
2: <laughs> so, Kylie, how old were you when you were? caddying <laughs> or taking care of the bags what what would this have been early in your career
1: it would have yeah it was or Was this last weekend <laughs> <laughs> were- yeah. it was probably 10 or 12 years ago okay uh, maybe right after college maybe still in college i don't remember i don't remember if we knew each other when i worked at shady hills or not i don't remember if you played there i didn't much. play shady hills very often so yeah
2: um, As you've grown up, somebody who was an important mentor in your life, is there somebody that you can look back to and say, you know, that person really had an influence on my life, help help make me the person I am today. Is there any particular person that you can go back and think about?
3: I think my grandpa Andrews. No, actually, let me back, my grandmother. I was very close to my grandmother. I mean, I spent lots of time at her house.
2: And any particular things that she taught you? Was it, I mean, just about life in general?
3: Yeah, just her, you know. The only thing, I mean, not to be deep, but every night, I mean, I'd be there and we'd always pray before we went to bed. And that was, I, I think that had a profound effect on me.
2: Yeah. It, it's interesting. These guys know, and, and we haven't talked about it much, but so we just adopted a little boy. Um, in the last month or so. Um, And so I'm always looking for like, how do you make the biggest impact on a, on a child? And, and so um, that's one of those things that, that we talk about doing each night, you know, and that some nights we do some nights he's so cranky and tired that we're like, Hey, here's a bottle, (laughs) but, but that's great that that made an impact on you.
3: Yeah. I think, I mean, to just kind of take what you said a little bit further, I think you know dealing with a lot of these inner city kids and stuff that i have in the past i mean i think the most important thing is just spending time with them showing them time
1: mm-hmm.
3: uh i mean there's nothing more important than, that than giving them a little bit of yourself
0: yeah just showing up each day Yeah. Mm-hmm. this episode of where we landed is brought to you by the united way of grant county The united way's mission is to build stronger families we believe that sharing inspirational stories helps strengthen the fabric of our community. To get involved, contact the United Way at
2: 765-662-9811. Um, you know, Marion's kind of a, known for its basketball. Are you a basketball fan at all? Do, do, do you attend any games at Marion High School? Or- I'm a
3: Hoosier. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's true. Yeah,
2: yeah. And now with Purdue playing so well, although I was giving Kylie a little bit of a hard time this week, you know, they they were I think they were number one in this in the nation for three days. That didn't last long.
1: Though. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but I think but, they're going to be
2: really tough this year.
3: Of but, course,
1: but. I'm sure that by the time this episode airs, they'll be back to number one. Yeah, <laughs>
3: yeah, exactly. Wishful thinking. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm an IU fan. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
2: Me too. Yeah. Um, no, and I think you know both teams I think are playing pretty well right now which is which has been fun did you grow up playing sports was that a part of your life I know you said you play golf but did you grow up playing golf or is that something you picked No, up I didn't think that life? up
3: until later in life um I played little league and pony league out of yeah. Lincoln yeah. field my dad was a coach our little league coach he was a little league coach for like 20 years
2: and what did your parents awesome. do when you were growing up what, what were they involved in in the community so you know it was what what did they do for an occupation and how did he spend time, you know, some parents don't have the opportunity to coach their kids because they're so busy with work. So I think that's awesome that he coached you.
3: They were both just focused on raising kids. Yeah, My dad was a pipe fitter. Yeah. And my uh, mother was a secretary. Yeah. So, yeah, it was just all about the family and the kids.
0: Yeah, so you had siblings? Yes. Yes.
2: So yeah. tell us about that. So older, younger, where do you fall in the I'm birth the level? oldest. Of,
1: Can't you tell? Yeah.
2: Of <laughs> uh eight.
1: Oldest of oh eight. wow.
2: So good sized family. And do any of those eight siblings still live here other than yourself?
3: They all live in the area. A couple of them live in Wabash.
2: Okay. Yeah. Well, I'm sorry to hear about those. Yeah. <laughs> Made the move.
0: So um if someone were to come and visit Grant County um, and you had the opportunity to share one of your favorite businesses or places or um, festivals, I always say festivals. Is it really a festival? I don't know. I don't know what it is. But, you know, like a, a James Dean weekend or um, the 1812. Well, what would you recommend to someone who's never been here before?
3: I think the 1812 is a very cool uh experience for somebody that's never you know a festival or flea marks and stuff but i think the 1812 is very distinct and it's well ran
0: what is your favorite food item at 1812 grilled pork chop (laughs) i set you right up for that one (laughs) set you right up hot chop
2: (laughs) um i I was listening to a, a different podcast which i won't comment on this morning, because I'd like all of our listeners to just listen to our podcast. But (laughs) but do you have a daily routine? (laughs) One of the questions that came up on that podcast, and I thought that, man, that's an interesting question. Like, what's your daily routine look like? Um, How how does that look like for you today?
3: Well, now that I'm retired, it's, you know, sitting around and getting a cup of coffee or two and reading (laughs) the newspaper. But it really depends. I mean, I try to stay busy. I try to stay out from the TV. Yeah. Uh, and I just, you know, so that's one way that the woodworking really, uh, got me outside of the house and got me kept keeps me busy. Yeah.
1: Tim, I know you're involved with, um, SOS. Yes. Um, where does that passion for the historical preservation, where's that come from?
3: Well, I think is, I mean, I guess I just have a interest in retaining our history and appreciating our history and being from marion and being raised here some of the older buildings i just would like to see them saved and put to use
2: sos stands for what it's save
3: saving our stories
2: saving our stories and is that a local organization or is it a statewide organization it's local so just here in marion how many projects are they involved with today i've seen the sos signs Uh, next to some pretty cool older facilities here in town. So are are there a number of projects right now that they're working on?
3: Well, we have very limited resources. Mm -hmm. So um, we take one project at a time because, I mean, we're a strictly volunteer, and honestly there's only five or six of us. So we try to focus in on one building that we want to save and direct all of our attention to that. Uh, 917 South Adams uh, was one, and we're moving on to another one, which I, it's kind of a secret, I can't tell you, but it's, yeah. you'll be hearing about it soon.
0: Well, That's- And do you want to talk about 917 a little bit? Would sure. you like to share? Maybe our, some of our listeners may not know, like we know, a little bit of the history of 917.
3: Well, 917 was a historical, ha- uh, a st- historical building that has been attributed to Samuel Plato, as the designer and the architect for that building. And uh, it was in disarray for 20-some years. And so we basically focused in on that building, uh, got involved with Indiana Landmarks, uh, as far as getting some resources, some money. We buttoned up the outside of it, the exterior with uh, the roofing and tuck pointing. And then we just basically marketed the building and tried to find a home for it. And we did. And I think it's going to be a good thing for Mary Uh I think tentatively the gentleman that bought it is going to restore it, but he's also planning on maybe uh, opening up a, a restaurant.
2: Yeah, it's a beautiful really building. Cool. Yeah. Uh, historically. So you said the architect was Plato? Attributed to it. Attributed to it. Um, do you know who the original owners were? You know, as part of the saving the story, any was- story around it?
3: It was a stevenson was the original owner and the builder and then i believe one of his daughters married a kylie and from there uh one of the kylie's and the stevenson lady lived there until the catholic church burned down and then they i think they may have donated it to the uh to the catholic church i'm a little bit mixed up about that but anyway so then from there it was sold to uh ginger rittenhouse and it was a beauty salon or whatever and huh. i believe they were the last owners okay mm-hmm. that was 20 yeah. some years ago
0: and those are all my memories of the location was as as gingers yeah. everybody went there at one point in time and got their hair yep. cut
2: yeah yeah it looks like a really cool place though to have a restaurant like you know if it were were to be turned into that or to have a home there i mean i think it'd be a really cool place to even have a home. really really big is it now um so one last question about that particular does it have a basement or is it yes it has a basement okay yeah um any idea what year it would have been built
3: (laughs) i want to say 1907 okay
0: Uh, can I, I, yeah, Kylie and I need a follow-up to the significance of a basement.
2: Yeah. No, I was just, because uh, a lot of homes weren't built on them uh, back in okay, that time. Okay. And okay. so okay. fair. Okay. So, no, I was just curious if it, uh, <laughs> that's probably irrelevant to the whole topic that we've got going on here right now. So um, so going, going back to um, your growing up days, favorite teacher that you had? In school, as you were going through the the schooling here in Marion?
3: Yeah, but I can't remember her name.
2: (laughs) (laughs) That was a long time ago. Would it have been high school? Would it have been elementary school? Elementary. Elementary. Yeah. Yeah, It's amazing how teachers, like my mom was a kindergarten teacher. And so when I go back home, there's so many kids that uh, are always saying, oh, I had your mom for a teacher and stuff. So I didn't know if anybody had a significant influence on you.
3: No, I I mean, (laughs) I really don't remember. Mm -hmm.
2: Yeah, I get it. How about you? Who was your favorite teacher? I think we've talked about this before. We have talked before. about
0: this. We did it in a previous episode. Um, and do you
2: remember? Or are you going to go with a new teacher this no, time?
0: No, no, no. Well, I I mean, I could name one at each school probably, but my, mine is definitely still going to be Miss Hoskins, which we did share that, like, I know her in,
1: in my grown-up life now. Mrs. Yeah. <laughs> Hussong now. Yeah. I want to answer that one, too, Please do. because I forgot someone oh. when we did that question before. Um, but Mr. Lakes oh, was yeah. uh, my favorite. He was an English teacher, is an English teacher. Yeah. And I didn't mention him. And was this was at Marion High School? Yeah. yeah. Yes.
0: Yep. I'm, I really mean, I could him. also pop off Debbie Shepler. She was absolutely one of my most favorite. I mean, I took mm-hmm. every photography class that she offered, and she was just the best.
1: She's best. the dark room and mm-hmm. developed your own mm-hmm. did the chair. whole thing yeah stinky room <laughs> sorry
2: so, we digress tim <laughs> if if you were to project out five years for marion where do you see marion in the next five years you know it's really hard i think to think about the future right now you know we're coming out of a pandemic but but where do you see marion in the next five years or where would you like to see it in the next five yeah, years
0: i was gonna say where would you like to see it what, what would be ideal
3: i guess i'm gonna I fake out on this answer. But anyway, <laughs> uh I would like to see Marion continue on the on the trend they are. I mean, I think our our political systems take a vast improvement. Uh I and just I think the commitment, uh like I said, to many people and IW, I believe, has made a uh, at least their personnel, their people out there have made a major impact on our community. I just like would like to see that relationship continue Mm -hmm.
2: yeah yeah dr wright's done an amazing job and and being a hometown kid i think he has shared with me that this was or he is the first president that actually grew up here um in town and so um so that's kind of a cool story in and of itself that that hometown kid coming back to run the the local university so
1: were you guys around the same age in yeah at marion Mm
3: -hmm. yeah i don't remember him though okay Mm -hmm.
1: You had say, yeah, seven hundred thirty-two. Yeah, a lot of kids. <laughs> would
2: that have been the pinnacle of Marion as far as the size of the high school? Was that when it was at its largest? Was during that early seventies so. time frame? I believe so. And any idea how many total people would have lived in the town during the early nineteen seventies?
3: want to say somewhere around fifty thousand, forty-five to fifty thousand in yeah. Marion. In Marion, okay. Itself.
0: not not right. in the county, right? Yeah.
2: Okay. So almost double the size of what it is today. Yes, mm-hmm. yeah. That's an amazing thing. Um, so, so that's it in five years. So if you can project out now, I'm going to ask you to go real long. <laughs> so think 50 years out. So, you know, if you really think back, if, so if you go back 50 years and go forward 50 years, so 50 years ago, you're, you're coming out of high school. Think 50 years from now. What do you think this community can be? Um, if we dream big,
3: if we dream big, I mean, I, th- I believe if we would, get our focus in on conserving energy and being a part and of the movement toward clean energy, somehow get ourselves involved Mm -hmm. in that. Uh, I believe that is the, the foundation for success because energy controls everything, right? Gas, oil, whatever, without cheap, clean energy, we're all in big trouble.
2: Yeah. Yeah. That's an interesting thing. If you think back about gas city or, you know, what the term, you know, the gas boom back in the late 1880s. I thought
0: that was going to go on forever.
2: Yeah. Mm -hmm. And, and could we be a part of the next generation of trying to figure out what the next wave of, of uh, clean energy is? I love that idea.
0: So you shared with us earlier that like you're, your business was in kind of like an infra- infrastructure and and things like that and while i know it was not necessarily here in marion
1: have we talked about the tunnels at all in <laughs>
0: any of these
1: and uh, you're part of sos yeah.
0: so you might have what a, do you know about them tell share with us about the tunnels
2: around the town square well yeah. the
3: only thing i know is what i learned from heidi peterson but <laughs> <laughs> i don't really know much i guess there are steam tunnels that uh that maybe they distributed the heat through that those areas that's I really don't know anything about okay.
1: them. Uh, that's the yeah. that's the party line I keep getting, but yeah. I want there to be a much cooler story I know about them.
0: I think we've I think we've uh <laughs> talked about it ton, too, and like no one's willing to like take us and show <laughs> us either
1: <laughs> so if you're listening now and you can take us in the tunnels, yeah <laughs> right right to us did they where just we open it up right here
3: at the bank a couple weeks ago
1: they did I was peeking, but mm. I didn't yeah. Didn't go tunnels. walking in. No. <laughs> Maybe Scott can do some research you on that. You need to one ask Bill us. Munn these questions. Yeah. 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 Future guest. Yeah. yeah. By the way, speaking of guests, I do want to mention Tim is here today because you listeners on Instagram suggested him. So yeah. we, uh, a month or so ago, put up a poll. And so we are working through those guests. And uh, so Tim is one of our first uh, Instagram suggestions. Are you a big Highly social media guy?
3: Not really. <laughs> I mean, I, I look at Facebook and Instagram, but I I post very rarely. He watches
1: a lot of woodworkers on YouTube. Oh yeah, yeah. and Instagrammers woodworkers. So,
2: well, clearly <laughs> you must be an influencer because uh, to have all these people recommending you to be on the show. So that's uh, so you so you clearly have an influence in our community.
3: Well, I hope so. I mean. <laughs> I don't know who to pay back, though. <laughs> <laughs> Good,
2: Good or wait. bad. forward
1: or revenge?
0: Which one?
2: Uh, you know, you talked also about the future. Um, so we've got the river that runs right through town. Yep. Um, anything that you'd say, hey, here's something that I think we could be doing with that river that would enhance our community, um, make it a better place?
3: I'll well, have to say the river walk is one thing that I felt made a vast improvement in our community. Uh, I think that was Ron Mallory did that. Um, but I really, I, I just like seeing it cleaned up. I remember when I was a kid going down to the river and seeing things that I really didn't want to see floating yeah. down the river. I think th- uh, that that has been cleaned up quite a bit. And if there's some way to take advantage of that with like canoes or uh, Floating,
2: yeah.
0: Can you share with us a little bit um, growing up here and probably taking advantage of Matter Park? Let me say it correctly, because you know, growing up here, I always called it Matter Park, but that is not correct. So I'm gonna be. Correct with that. But, like, people always talk about, like, what used to be at the park. Um, mm. Yeah, the train. We talked about, we've talked Circus. about this before. Yeah, the, the train. Bears. We had a bear. There yeah. was a pool. Lions. So, you know, share with us some of your memories of the park.
3: I spent a lot of time there as a kid going to the swimming pool. Mm-hmm. And just, uh, it was a meeting place. And you, and it was just some place to go. Uh Especially as a young kid, because you had the swimming pool, you had the roller coaster.
0: Wait, a roller coaster? Roller coaster?
3: I think there was a roller
0: coaster. Oh, that's the first time uh, I've heard of that. That's That's the train
3: that went through the uh, park, and just the Sioux, just to be able to walk around, and even though it wasn't the greatest Sioux in the world, (laughs) but at least there was something there.
2: (laughs) So would this have been 50s, 60s timeframe? Early 60s. Early 60s. That would have been happening? Um, yeah, I was shocked uh, a few episodes ago when somebody had talked about there actually being, like you said, bears. Was it lion, did you say, or tiger? Yeah, there was lion.
0: There was a lion? Was yeah. a lion? I do not remember a lion.
2: And so, so I, I'm fascinated. I love wildlife. That's cool. And I, I think that would have been really cool. Um, if there was one thing that you would say, this is something that we need to add to our community today. What, what would be that one thing that might be attractive to people or help bring people in? Wow, that's tough.
3: Um, well, one thing, I mean, that SOS is working on mm-hmm. that may help, and maybe I can promote SOS a little bit, is we're working on a Samuel Plato tour of mm-hmm. uh, his homes, his houses, and the buildings that he did, not only here but around the uh, state. Because uh, he traveled quite a bit, yeah. and I think that was something. If we could get that off and going and establish, that would be draw people to the community.
2: Very cool. Any gut as to how many places he has here in town that, or in the in the Grant County area that uh-huh. he would have been the hostess house? Yeah, just uh, beautiful home.
3: Right. Uh, unfortunately, the Playdo apartments. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, the church there at Fourteenth. Street and several other homes. Uh, the there's a bed and breakfast just to the west of uh, the hostess house.
1: Did he design this post office, or did he? I know he designed post offices. Yeah, he did a lot of I, post offices, but I don't know it? if he did. I don't think he did this.
3: No, way. he had a very strong hold in Louisville
1: too. Mm. Okay.
2: So, being somewhat of a newbie here in town, was Plato from? Marion, I mean, was this his home? Is, is I this believe it was he, where he grew in up. In fact,
3: his ha- his house where he worked out of still exists. Yeah, up on like Jefferson Avenue. Mm-hmm.
2: And around what time frames would he have been here in town? Was it the twenties, thirties, forties?
3: It was the early nineteen hundreds.
2: Okay, so right around the turn of the century, then. Yeah. yeah. Well, some of the places that he's designed or had an influence on are just fantastic. Now, do you have a background in, art, in architecture as well? No. Or is, so yours is more the hands-on, I'm going to come in and help rehab something type of.
3: Yeah, I'm just a little side. The reason that I really got involved with SOS is I was a member of God's House. And I took on the trying to restore the building and raise funds for that. Mm-hmm. And that hooked me up with Dave Homer and Indiana Landmarks. And that's how i ended up with sos so just the getting in the grassroots of trying to get something like that off the ground is how i became involved with sos mm-hmm.
1: Awesome.
2: well thank you so much for coming in and sharing your story today yeah. um i love this about so like i didn't know nearly as much about sos before we spent some time with you today and so thank you for your influence there as well and and having an impact on saving some of these places in our community that are historic and, and have such a great story to tell. Um, and thanks for making a difference in people like Kylie's life on a daily basis (laughs) and uh, Michaela and some of the other people and the younger people here in town and, and sharing your influence with them. Really appreciate having you on. Well, thanks for having me.
1: Yep. Thank you. Coming Tim.
2: Um, as we wrap up today, for those who listen to us, don't hesitate or please, um, Uh, like us on on uh, the platforms that you use your your listening devices and listen to our podcasts on we appreciate having you as listeners and tell your friends about it Um, we'd love to have uh, as many people uh, having an opportunity to hear stories like we've heard today
1: thanks everybody have a great day see you next week bye bye
2: Today's podcast was engineered by
0: Kyra Montero of Frequency
2: Canvas.